0: before the Cleveland Me intro, we will be starting tonight talking heavy and hot on the Hurt Business. This is Cleveland's group. It's his guy's time to shine. And what, what are, I figure, you know what, it just is a no-brainer that uh, I'm, we're playing their intro song to start this podcast. And uh, yeah, we have a new WWE champion. Everyone, welcome to Cleveland Me. It's a great Friday night. It will drop probably Saturday morning, and I know we like to record on Wednesdays. We've been pretty consistent, but scheduling conflicts happen, and we're here on a Friday night. And we're also welcoming in not a new face because of the night change, but a familiar face in my brother Tone. So he will be joining us in a little bit more AEW talk and others there. But Cleveland, how you doing? hurt Business, Bobby Lashley, WWE Champion, the third African-American to do this. How you feeling tonight? How you doing?
1: Man, business is booming. Um, I thought Miz was going to weasel his way out of a championship match against Bobby Lashley. He did, which was kind of entertaining. Miz took off as soon as the bell rung. But they made the match happen, and it was such a cool feeling to see Bobby hold the belt up. And at one point, right when the camera's rolling away, you could see Bobby sort of break carrots a little bit by looking down and just thinking, like, damn, man, I finally did it. So, dude, I was all on Twitter the next day going crazy. I was retweeting all the pictures because, man, business is booming. The Hurt Business is the best group in WWE at the moment. You know, they could have been the last best group of the last few years, all honesty. Um, when this first came around, people didn't really think that the Hurt Business would take off as much as they did. You know, Bobby Lashley was stuck in the middle tier car, but, you know, Bobby Lashley went through all his opponents. Vince McMahon, you know, finally gave him another shot, and he did not disappoint. And I hope we have a long run as Bobby with the champion. And we're going to get
0: into a discussion there because, so, you know, let's just jump right into it and talk about it then because it is new, and uh, we knew the Miz wasn't going to last long. That was clear as day. Um, Bobby Lashley. So, you know, Drew McIntyre is obviously going to find his way back into this picture for at least Fastlane, possibly WrestleMania. Um, Always the possibility of a Brock Lesnar sighting because he is still on the Raw roster on WWE.com. And there was always a talked-about dream match. So, you know, obviously McIntyre is probably going to face up with Lashley on Monday night on Raw and talk. You think this is going to be – a fast lane match then or is Miz out of the picture fully in the picture uh it's maybe you know a third wild card coming what do you think is going to happen here sheamus have any chance what's going to happen here the fast lane um possibly you could see a triple
1: threat match at fast lane like we said i think fast lane is next week it came really fast um Miz technically has a rematch because he lost the champion and Southern drew mcintyre um, I can see Seamus playing an outcome in the match, possibly, or getting added if he were to pin Drew McIntyre on the next week edition of Raw. But I'm shooting for a triple third match with the Miz, Drew McIntyre, and Bobby Lash as a placeholder to WrestleMania.
0: Yeah. And I mean, nothing ever big to mostly happens at Fastlane a couple of times it has. We mentioned in the past, but um, I don't, You know, Drew McIntyre, if it is Drew versus Lashley, there'd probably have to be some type of interference just to end that match or some disqualification. So I think a triple threat might be needed. And if it's just, you know, pinfall, I guess you could cover The Miz and somebody could come out champion, and then you could get into your Lashley versus Drew or maybe, you know, a surprise Lesnar comes in at some point. But, um, yeah, it's going to be, you know, I want them to make this – into good storylines. I, I don't want them to mess this up and just make it boring on a road to WrestleMania. It's very important that they have crisp storylines. And I think SmackDown's doing a better job of that right now um, of getting set up to the road. I mean, besides Randy and Fiend, we know that's a mania match in the coming. Um, but, you know, our storylines aren't as put together in either division. So I, we love that Bobby Lashley and the Hurt Business is booming. But at the same time, I, the, the future's a little unknown, and I, I could see a short run. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it, I could definitely see a short run uh, because we saw in the past on Raw with Randy Orton um, and, and others. So let's just, you know, it's, it's, see. I'm interested to see how that goes. But good for Bobby Lashley. He deserved it. He has not won it to this point, and it was much deserved for him to have a big title. So good for him once again. So good for him. <laughs> okay, let's, you know, I, we talked about, you know, Raw, so hmm, let's keep on Raw. You know, I'm just going to say I want The Fiend back on TV. Uh, how do you, you know, I, I've been rambling, uh, jumbling, stumbling here. Uh, I want him back. You want him back on the TV. I know we're liking the Alexa Bliss stuff, but I'm ready.
1: I miss the fun house. I just miss the creepy ideas that Bray Wyatt will bring each week. Um, like you mentioned, Lexi Bliss or Randy Orton has really been good, but I wonder, all right, when is the end game? When is The Fiend coming back? We thought it was the Elimination Chamber. Fast um, Lane. Fastlane, no, I, like it was, I didn't even know Fast Lane was coming up this fast. It's so somewhat of a throwing in there, pay-per-view. So maybe uh, three weeks before WrestleMania, The Fiend returns, but I feel like he has to come back before Mania, or that just leaves Randy Orton with no match. He's going to wrestle Lexi Bliss.
0: And that's why, honestly, if they're going to do something cool at Fastlane, I think that's where they should bring Fiend back. I think they should put maybe Randy in a fight with somebody. And, um, you know, he keeps saying he's going after Alexa Bliss. Make it the Fiend. I I could see, you know what, fuck, I'm going to predict something wild here. I'm going to say that they're going to do Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss at Fastlane. And that's how The Fiend's going to come back. I want, I want to hear it here first. I'm just pulling this shit out of a hat. But I think they're going to say Randy versus Alexa uh, at her, you know, fun land. And then we're going to get The Fiend back. And that's how things are going to start up to WrestleMania. So they got to do something interesting. Oh, maybe on Monday Night Raw to Spurs up Raw. But, you know, I, that's what I want. So hopefully it happens. Uh, speaking of other things going on, uh, Raw related, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, man, last week they had a good fight. I don't know if you ever got to watch it, but uh, did you see any of that?
1: Oh, I watched the highlights of that match and also read about it. Apparently, it was a very brutal match, even the highlights alone was just very brutal. Um, shout out to Claiborne if you guys were able to watch it live and they slowed the replay down of it, you can see the impact of Drew McIntyre boots, smacking Sheamus in the face. Um, It was a great match. The only issue I would have had is that, damn, they had to waste it on a Monday Night Raw, where I think that was definitely a worthy match of a pay-per-view. So maybe after Fastlane, Sheamus and Drew McIntyre pick back up when they start, and we can get a 20-minute WrestleMania match between these two because, man, that was a physical match. Uh, you could see the the wear and tear on Sheamus' body. You could see how tired Drew McIntyre was. Like, that was a true definition of an A-plus match, match of the year on a Raw. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, and for – I kept telling my brother because he was kind of like – I put it on my laptop sometimes when there's a lot on TV or whatever, and I'm like, holy shit, another commercial break. I was like, this is insane. Uh, you could tell – I mean – it got to the point where they were in the ring for so long doing so many damaging moves that it was hard for them to just keep going at the rate they were at. So hell of a match. Kudos to them. And uh, hopefully one day we get that in championship style because that is main event worthy stuff right there. Uh, Shortly again, we'll be joined by Tones. You could find him on Twitter and I'll let him do all that. But, uh, yeah, he's going to be giving us, we want to talk about AEW revolution this Sunday. And I, I want to hit on a few subjects and AEW is going to be a big part of this podcast tonight because, uh, I am going to, if I don't tune in Sunday, which I w- probably will do since, you know, NBA on a break. I know it's the all-star game, but, uh, the all-star game is kind of a joke. Um, yeah, I you know, I I want to hit on it, but I want to wait for uh, Tones to get in here, so we're going to save that. Uh, a little breaking news, if you haven't watched SmackDown yet or, you know, um, you just don't tune in regularly, but you listen to the show, there is a steel cage match tonight, uh, Daniel Bryan versus Jey Uso. So, Cleveland, if Roman Reigns defends the belt, it's going to be versus Drew uh Daniel, Bryan, yes. excuse me, at Fastlane. Do you see uh, Brian getting, you know, a victory tonight, or do you see something weird happening?
1: I think Daniel Bryan gets to win tonight. Uh, as set up momentum, possibly, or yeah, I can see Brian getting a win. I think it'll be a big win. Um, Edge is a wild card currently. Um, if you guys noticed last week, Edge complained about somebody else receiving a title shot before him, and that actually made a lot of sense that the next person to challenge Roman should be Edge. So I think Edge may have a play-low factor either tonight or at Fast Lanes in the outcome of Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns' match.
0: Yeah, and you definitely got to get Daniel Bryan some wins because he's not going to take the title from Roman Reigns. I know he said the same about Drew McIntyre, but he still won that chamber. He just got ousted by the money in the bank and Bobby Lashley. So Roman Reigns... Is just too big of a character. So I hope I like Daniel Bryan. We all do, uh, except for Planet Champion. I still can't. That still makes me cringe to this day. I hated that side of him. But that was fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, we want him to win, you know, some matches. He's less Cesaro win a few. He's going to probably start a feud with Rollins. And then uh, we'll get Danny Bryan. Because, you know, SmackDown, one thing I'm irritated with, and I'll talk about this quick before we move on to AEW, is that. um, they're already announcing again uh, the same tag team women's match, and this is just poor booking versus Bianca and Sasha. I know it'll probably progress the feud, Cleveland, but nobody wants to see the titles on Sasha and Bianca because they don't need them, and they're going to have a great title match. People want the, the like the Riot Squad should be getting this opportunity. Living, um, God, who am I forgetting it? Um,
1: Living Riot, uh, Ruby, Ruby Riot. Riot. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, what do you what do you think? Having thoughts on that?
1: I agree. This is typical. Uh, WrestleMania type thing where uh, it was about 10 years ago when John Cena was going against Shawn Michaels, John Cena was the champion. They ended up winning the tag team champions, I guess, three weeks before WrestleMania. They lost them a week later, but be is tend to do this where Batista and the Undertaker were almost the WWE tag team champions on SmackDown. Um, not to bash in the women's tag team division, but we have talked about it before. It is utterly trash. There's no disrespect about it. Um, Naya and Shayna should be doing something better, at least singles competition, but they're stuck in this dread, awful tag team division. Nobody cares about the tag team division. Um, when it comes on, you probably go to take a bathroom break or it, get something to eat. Then it's like, I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but it's like, we're seeing the same matches. Then you're making up these tag teams. Right now you have Tamina and Natalia. Two divas. Don't get me wrong, Natalia is a Hall of Famer. I would never doubt that. She was a great, a good wrestler in her time period. However, her and Tamina as a tag team, no one wants to see. They should never uh broken up Econics. That was a bad move. Yeah. So no the tag team division is just like, nobody really cares. It's just, it's hot potato. You can put on a pre-show just that no one really It's sad to say, but no one cares about the women's tag team
0: division. And that's why I'm kind of pissed. They're you know, not giving it to the uh, riot squad because that has been such a iconic, no pun intended, you could say uh, tag team. So I mean, although man, I watched some AEW women and who I'll, I'll pray. If I, I, the WWE, uh, uh, their woman look, um, it's night and day difference. I don't know. I watched a little bit. I watched the highlights actually of AW the other night because no surrender is coming this Sunday. And I don't know. They it just their woman's division doesn't do it for me. Now they had a lot that, that being said, we're going to talk about a lot of good things coming up. Um, go ahead, Cleveland. Quick point.
1: Uh, um, I don't know if anybody read this. I just read this the other day. Apparently, Asuka was supposed to lose the championship belt to Lacey Evans. That is a fact. I heard the same thing this week. Um, We talked about Asuka passing a few times on this podcast, how she deserves so much better. Right now, since Lacey Evans came out with the pregnancy, there is no real plans for Asuka. So she will face Charlotte at WrestleMania. And it's very sad to say, people, but I think Charlotte will win against Asuka at Mania. Off the simple fact that they was going to allow her to, like, Lacey Evans, don't get me wrong. I, she's good in the ring. I like her little moonsault off the top rope. You know, she's, like, kind of nice in the ring, but she's not better than Asuka. Asuka shouldn't be dropping, losing to her. Asuka should be wrestling, like, some of the good ones. Uh, it just blows my mind how poorly booked Asuka is. Even though she's champion, like, no, they don't really care at all. And it's, like, kind of irritating after a while
0: to keep no, watching it. it. It is irritating because they've made Asuka become boring. And even if you hate her or love her, at least she used to be involved a lot when Kyrie Sane was around and, um, you know, once Becky Lynch is handed over the belt for after her pregnancy, it's kind of been a dud of a storyline. I think they've done a much better job, again, with SmackDown, where they did the Sasha and Bayley stuff, and now Bianca Belair is involved. And that will actually be a good match, uh, not to mention, if you again, if you haven't seen SmackDown, I'm sure it will be good. Bianca Belair versus uh, Shayna Bayley sir. so. That should be a good – I know we don't want to see it necessarily in the tag team, but in the singles action, that would be a pretty good fight. Um, Yeah, right? I mean, you got, like – we're hating on the women's division, but, like – They got stars in the women's division. Especially on SmackDown with Sasha and Bianca. And I think we might have just lost Cleveland for a second there. Get a decent storyline. Oh, so. there he is. You went out for a second there if you want to repeat your point.
1: Oh, I was just saying, like, finally Sasha is starting to get the run she deserves. Like, I'm never knocking the women's division. They bring their A game every time they step through. But the inconsistent storylines is just what turns people off to the matches, in my opinion.
0: No, and I mean – I like that SmackDown's also also uh, too, like for Friday night, two hours is just perfect. Like I like Monday nights. I actually don't mind the three hours. I know a lot of people are in the uh, I'm in the minority on that, but on a Monday night, I don't really mind it because I don't really do a lot on a Monday night and there's not a lot on TV. I'm not a bachelor guy, Uh football off season. So no Monday night football. If the bulls are playing, that's one thing. Also watch all American shout out. That's a good show. If uh, you like football. So or a little bit of drama, but Hey, we're going to bring in now, you know, I told you he was coming. We're bringing in tones here to the podcast. And once he gets settled in, us three are going to have a conversation on AEW, no surrender. And, uh, he's, you know, joining us tonight, uh, we had a little bit of issue with scheduling. He said, hey, you know, I want to talk wrestling with the boys. And uh, Tones, I, I think you can now hear me all good and clear over there. You know the drill here. Thanks for being on again and joining Cleve me.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, boys. Sorry I'm uh, running a little late. I had to do uh, something that I scheduled earlier in the week or also would have loved to be there the whole show. But it's nice uh, being able to join half the show to see those uh, precious smiles from Cleve. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Honored to be here and talk some wrestling on a Friday. We got SmackDown tonight and um, AEW coming up this weekend. And then we got um, uh, Fastlane will be here soon. So I'm looking forward to a, a couple cool things in the near future.
0: And, uh, you know it, that's exactly the points we would first off we saved the aew discussion for you. We kind of hit on Ron' smackdown a little bit to this point but uh, we saved more of the, a little fast lane talking aew but you know since we brought it up and it is a hot topic this week for a few reasons Aew um, I want to just jump right into it Big show comes out uh, his you know his new shirt is no uh, I think it says no more BS. Uh, whatever. And I think that means no more big show. He's moved on. He's just Paul, Wright. He's going to be an announcer on their AEW dark show on YouTube on Mondays now. Um, so, you know, a new, a new time for his career. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not a huge AEW guy, but I'm going to say, you know, congratulations to him. I wish him the best, but the point I do want to get to is that he had a comment saying a big signing is coming on Sunday and he's going to announce it. And he threw in the word hall of famer, uh, potential Hall of Famer, and I also then saw Tony Khan today to catch everyone fully up to speed. Um, he said the word he, so we know it's a guy, and he said, you know, he's very excited. It's it's It was a childhood favorite of his, so somebody that's been around a while, and the few names I've heard in the rumor mill, and then I want to, you know, give it off to you guys, because this is kind of like where we got some sports in here with signing a free agent. It's kind of that's where the spiciness of the two companies is nice. Cause you never know what could happen, but the names I've heard brought up um, RVD, Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar, CM Punk, Batista, Christian, those seem to be the six names that are getting the most Twitter hype. That doesn't mean it has to be one of them. Uh, Tones, uh, we'll start with you. And then obviously you can introduce yourself, even though you always uh, have on this show. But uh in terms of your prediction I th- I think you told me earlier but uh are you sticking with what you told me earlier
2: yeah, I think I'm sticking uh, with what I told you earlier. But my only question is, uh, which dark show are they going to have this new signing announce, or what gutter are they going to put this new <laughs> signing in? It seems like they just sign these people and waste them. Uh, I like the brand, but it's like they're pointless signings. And you know, we have Taz announcing who the hell knows what. We got Big Show changing his name. He could barely walk nowadays. It's just interesting to see if they uh, really think this will sell tickets or not. But if Big Show really is hyping up the signing. I think it would be Batista, which I really don't think would be good for the brand because I think that they would waste him too. And he's at the point where all he cares about is money. He doesn't really enjoy wrestling anymore. You could tell by the last time he was in the business, he really wasn't all there. Although I will say his mania entrance was fantastic. He did have a top-notch WrestleMania entrance. It was pretty badass, if I must say, but I think it might be Batista. He was rumored to go to AEW back when Khan started up the brand, if you guys remember. Uh, He was one of the ones that were supposedly getting the big payday, although we heard Lesnar was always a possibility. Um, And the guys that we heard be possibilities ended up coming true, like Chris Jericho and uh, the guys like that. So um, we'll see what happens. I'm thinking Batista. Uh, The only thing about Batista is I think he's a Florida guy, and I'm a Florida guy, too. You can follow me on everything or on twitter at least at tricky tones bgte i got a great buccaneers podcast called the bucketeers i got some great co host and uh, we're gonna chop it up with the bucks reporter this week actually mr joshua allen so that'll be fun we just had scott nolan on mike evans brother-in-law i do a baseball podcast cardboard and cracker jacks and i'm a member of time Skeet. I, uh, again i thank you guys for having me i'm going with batista the floridian aew it makes sense because they're in florida right how long are they in there for i'm not sure but uh yeah i look forward to hearing matista's voice announcing uh their new half ass show coming up on thursdays or whatever it is
0: damn this is coming from a guy if you watch our last youtube show he did rock the aew he has been a fan of their promotion i'm he, a fair he critic tells it like he said no i'm saying no that and that's what i'm about to say uh you tell you call it like you see it uh you're not bullshitting around that's one point uh you know, me and him always butt heads, and that's why I think so, because we, we stay in our lane, and we stick to what we believe in, and he's a pretty fair critic when it comes to wrestling. Also, um, back to the rest, uh, your show real quick before we get back to ours. I know you said Joshua Allen. You almost had me starstruck for a minute there. I know you're talking about the reporter, but I was going to say, I know you just had Mike Evans' brother-in-law, but goddamn, if you're already up to Josh Allen. you So –
2: this is uh, my boy Joshua Allen. He's also friends with Mike Evans' brother-in-law Scott Nolan. He actually asked Mike Evans one of the "quote-unquote" famous questions of the post-game of the Super Bowl and got a shout-out from Mike Evans. This is Joshua Allen of the Bucks Report. I wish it was either the quarterback or you know the former Bucks offensive lineman, even, but we'll take Josh Allen. Thanks for coming on from uh, the Pewter Report.
0: Hey, and the, I or the mentioned- Bucks
2: Report. I'm sorry.
0: And as mentioned, YouTube or, uh, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any of them, check it out, Bucketeers. And then uh, Cardboards and Cracker Jacks with Billy Granado, who's been on a lot of our shows. Cleveland, though, want to bring you in on this. You've been in the dark over there. You've been thinking. You heard Batista. You heard the six names I mentioned. I'll chime in with my prediction after you. Let's hear it. The floor is yours. Um,
1: <laughs> I know you're going to – I think uh, you want
0: to even rant probably at this point, right?
1: <laughs> to be honest, um, bunch of hypocrites is what AEW is. Um, it seems like every time I look up, it's a new oh – it's an old WWE guy popping up now that's taking all the spotlight. I love Big Show. Don't get me wrong. I, I was watching wrestling. He first came around as Paul Wright before he became Big Show. But, like, dude, they made it seem like it was the biggest signing of the last few years when it really wasn't. People forgot about Big Show. We actually thought Big Show retired. So, no, to the big show. We see what happened with Sting, Rusev. I mean, I forgot his new name. Haven't mm-hmm. heard from that guy, Rusev. Who? Um, mm-hmm. Good one, yeah. <laughs> Haven't heard from that guy since he shit the bed in his first match. Um, even if they were to get, like, I mean, RVD is a real possibility. I don't think they can afford Brock Lesnar. And I don't think Brock Lesnar can do anything without Paul Heyman. It's a package deal, to be honest. Batista, I just read a tweet saying he's retired. He's done. He's not like a these other older wrestlers that are a hypocrite come out of retirement. He's not going. Um Kurt Angle, maybe, but I mean we don't we just seen Kurt Angle on WWE, so we don't really miss Kurt Angle yet. Christian is a nice one, but enough of all that. It's time for Cleveland's rant on why AEW is a bunch of hypocrites. Uh-oh, uh-oh. This is uh these are independent stars, wrestlers we have never heard of, coming from all over the world to wrestle in AEW. We're going to push the younger guys. Uh, we're not going to be like WWE and keep the older guys on top. But like I mentioned before, every AEW champion is an established wrestler in another promotion. It, but but yeah, they're know, all I, about the young you know, guys. No, I so.
0: want to. Um... I, and I don't want to you know, cut you off and I want you to come back at this one, but I mean, uh, like, for example, they are having a barbed wire match Sunday between Omega and Moxley. That's going to be a phenomenal match, uh, even though it is a former WWE and a former um, I believe New Japan. Anybody could correct me if I'm wrong. I'm Omega. I forget sometimes. What yeah, New Japan,
1: there. he established himself. Yeah, yeah.
0: so I, there is um, I do agree with the hypocrisy part because this is what I think happened. AEW it took them no time to blow NXT out of the water in terms of ratings on the Wednesday Night Wars. That was easy for them. But I think, because, you know, people make fun of Rob, but again, that's $1.75 on a bad, bad night. AEW doesn't hit the million mark that much yet. Yes, they've only been around a year, and they've grown a tremendous amount. But here's the thing. They're trying to take that next step. And I think they realize, with Tony Khan having the money, and me and Tones were talking about him earlier, we both do like him, and we can uh, speak more on him in a minute. He has the money to make these types of big moves and maybe he's just realizing, Hey, you know what? It was so easy for me to come from nothing to a good wrestling company, but to get to greatness, he's thinking he maybe he has to fill these dollar signs with some of these uh, veterans. Um, so I guess, you know, let's talk about, you know, Tony kind of second, since we brought him up, um, you know, Tones, we were just in the garage also talking about him and, he has a lot of money. He's a good guy. He seems like a, you know, owner that isn't a Vince McMahon. He kind of seems like the opposite of Vince McMahon in terms of where he, uh, you know, plays face with his guys more and doesn't, you know, maybe always be the asshole type guy. Do, uh, we just kind of, you know, bash maybe some, a veteran signing here and there potentially or saying, you know, Hey, these guys are going on their dark shows and all that. But do you think Tony Khan maybe has the mindset of he needs to spend money to maybe get to the, try to get to the top of the food chain if he ever thinks he could do so.
2: Honestly, what I think Tony Khan is doing right now, although I just absolutely dumped on it, I think he's fighting for the life of the brand given the circumstances of this awful pandemic we've we've um, fought this past year we've seen minor league brands get wiped out left and right across the sports atmosphere xfl didn't stand a chance minor league baseball a lot of teams collapsed Uh, the king county cougars had to join the independent baseball league Uh, You know, plenty of teams are disbanding. Then you got the G League. They did all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Hockey is still having a hard time getting their minor league started back. Uh, One of my friends from high school, David Drake, actually, I don't think is even playing yet, although the NHL is going on. So it's just a lot of weird stuff happening to um, these leagues, these sub leagues, and I think AEW falls into that category because they never truly got established before COVID happened. They were brand new. They were building their brand great. Jericho was champion. Law champion was one of the best things ever in wrestling it was fantastic a little bit of the bubbly it was really fun Jericho was loving it and then it's like this pandemic came and um, all of a sudden they started panicking they're doing moves that they said they'd never do they're creating more shows um, they're doing some interesting things that I think they're fighting for their life do I necessarily agree with them no but I do give the con family credit for pulling the trigger and trying because they know at the end of the day no matter how much people hate on it you know Paul Wright's still gonna get what a couple people to tune in you know Shaquille O'Neal you know they're gonna get people to tune in so so it's interesting to see what's going on but they're they're truly fighting for their life
0: and a good transition there and uh, Cleveland before I give a shout out real quick I want you to be thinking about Shaq, as Anthony just brought up, because uh, he did do a cool tribute to Brody Lee, and he actually had a uh, you know, he went through a couple tables, it was on a couple uh, it was on PTI, I saw it a couple other places. Uh, you know, obviously, since he's so big in the sports world, but really quickly, I want to give a shout out to TSPN, the timeskew Network. You can find them at timeskew.com, they have apparel, they have discounts. They You could go in podcasts under there. Again, you find the great show, Cleveland Me, is also Bucketeers, Cardboard and Cracker Jacks, and many, many other shows. You can find all of our podcasts on Twitter at TSPN underscore. Uh, Like I always mention, there's Big Mike Martinez on there. He does, you know, New York and Cleveland sports. And then you have also, you know, Klain Chankers, which does uh, Frisbee golf and all that kind of nature. So go on. It's a good time. They do great with fantasy. You can find them at Pod under scroll as well. There's many, many outlets. You can find them on YouTube. My you know, Tricky Tones, who we have on the show today, he does and hosts a couple shows for them. So, as always, we've got to give them a, a nice shout out and TSPN for all they do. It's been a good partnership and it will keep continuing and growing as well. But Cleveland, uh, I don't know if you saw AEW, AEW on Wednesday, but since we were taught, brought Shaq was brought up, as I stutter through his name, you have, did you see any of that uh, on Twitter or any highlights or anything?
1: Yeah, I saw the power bomb Shaq delivered to Cody Rowe, which was pretty cool to see, and I saw uh, Shaq go through the table, which was pretty cool to see. Um, I really wasn't expecting to see Shaq in a ring, to be honest, but Like I said, they're attracting, you know, they're they're using, like Tones mentioned, they're being smart. They're getting these big names that know that's going to draw an audience in and this and that. But I think their planning is more short-term than long-term goal. Because at the end of the day, it's all about the young guys in the wrestling business. The older guys are eventually going to phase out. 20 years from now, kids are probably not even going to really know who Sting is for real. They're going to worry about who is a great wrestler of their time. And right now, AEW is doing it the wrong way, in my opinion. Now, I want people to understand, I don't knock AEW. I knock the AEW idiots that are on Twitter and Bleach Report that hype up AEW as this new revolution of wrestling, when realistically, it is not a new but revolution, to me. But honest. I do,
0: and I want to <laughs> chime in really quick there and do say this. And then we're going to move out because I want to talk about this stink Street Fight match coming up again. Another veteran, but I would be a hypocrite to say this. I love my veterans. You both know that. I love my famous people getting in uh, involved. I like the Shack stuff. I like the Bad Bunny stuff. Um, I guess I'm more of a—I don't even know what you call it—populist. I just like the more you know famous type of people or the veterans. So I don't mind at all that AEW is doing it again. I I just say the word hypocrites and we all kind of talk about it because they did mention that this would be a new brand. And it's fine that, it, you know, they're trying to grow in the ways they are. And I get where Tony Khan's coming from, and we all kind of hit on that and stuff. So, I mean, I, I'm going to watch Sunday, so they're doing something, right? I mean, they got, they got names in there that I like seeing on the screen once in a while, and I, um, I'm intrigued by the surprise. Um, I never gave my prediction. I think I'm going to go with, out of the names mentioned, RVD. Um, the reason I say that is just because he hasn't been around a while. Last time me and Tone saw him at an impact, oh, my God, he looks so bad. I think he needed a little break to recover uh, mentally and physically. Tones remember that?
2: <laughs> I, I don't want to uh, – this. you know, you guys might have some young viewers. I really don't want to say what I think RVD was – I forget
0: what's going on on that. uh... He was leaning over. He
2: was slurring words. His hair was frizzier than a (laughs) guy who sticks his fucking finger and gets electrocuted. (laughs) It, it, it It looked like he was drugged out. So
0: <laughs> that's why I'm thinking maybe, like, he just needed some time off, and they're going to try to rebrand him um, like he used to be the old – There's no uh, rebranding him. He's broken. <laughs>
2: he's broken. He's broken. He's, he's he like can't a, teach an old dog new tricks.
0: I mean, I'm – He's uh, not – Come on, guys. He, no, he's, he's an Matt, old dog. Is he Matt Hardy broken where he can come back? Well, Matt Hardy – The broke – I'm just kidding, kind of, but. <laughs> I, I know what
2: you mean, but uh, – you know, Rob Van Dam is just <laughs> <laughs> It is just, it's hard to explain, but it's not good. It is uh, not good.
0: <laughs> that was uh, for sure. But back is the, back and getting on focus here and uh, right back to Tones and around the horn to Cleve. Uh, we have a street match on Sunday between Team Taz and then Sting and Darby Allen. So we always wondered how they were gonna bring Sting into a match. Um, tones, I, you know, you've been on so many times and I forget which times you haven't have, and have and I don't know if you were on when we were talking about Sting when he made the big signing, but we knew he really couldn't be in singles action or we were, we would hope he wouldn't be competing for big titles and they did do the right direction to me here and putting him in a tag team, but street fight. Um, I don't know that's kind of interesting to me because he's still got to be a badass. How, would you, would you have interest in watching, uh, Sting and Darby Allen versus team Taz in a street fight on Sunday?
2: And who's in Team Taz? Refresh me one more time.
0: I know. Um, so really quickly here, because I don't want to be uh, botching names. I know Brian Cage is one of them. He's. The I one need to of- make
2: an educated prediction. You know, I can't come in here and not know who's on. I I should have done my homework. I no. should know who's on Team Taz, but no idea. No. Maybe to get Taz off the fucking bottom show, and I would know. I don't <laughs> see the guy. I don't hear the guy. How am I supposed to know?
0: Well, I mean, even I mean, even on the main website, which I'm going into right now because I don't want to botch names, even though I I remembered one finally in Brian Cage. But they say Sting and Darby Allen versus Team Taz. So I mean, even everybody uses the headline Team Taz. Now the two guys I got one of them right is Brian Cage, but the other is Rookie Starks. For those, yeah,
2: who, I I just have no interest in this one at all. But I hey, hey, I honestly. mean. Uh, you know, I hope Taz comes out of nowhere with a chair or something crazy happens, <laughs> puts someone in the headlock or something. Because if not, stings all the shit. Come uh, on! You just hope he's still breathing after the damn fight. Geez, Darby <laughs> Allen, I've never liked his character. He's kind of like a punk. A punk. He's a punk. That's what he is. And then I, I couldn't tell you. I hope the other guys are cool. Um, you know. They sound – Team Taz is a cool name for a team. So, we'll see what happens out of those two. But, yeah, it'll be an interesting uh, four uh, shenanigan
0: tag team with those four. And, you know what, I'm going to say – I'm going to go the opposite here and say I am looking forward to it because I know if Singh was in WWE, I would be really, really excited for it because I love my old guys way too much. A street fight is interesting to me because – he can't take a lot of bumps or get hit with too many things. So he might just have to really be like, if he gets hit, go down for a while, then come up and, Hit someone with a bat or something, but Cleveland, I'm not going to ramble on too much. I do want to see it just because of the stink factor. In all honesty, I'm not a huge Darby Allen fan, and t- in terms of Team Taz, yeah, get him off the dark show. Let's get him with the chair. So I might, you know, screw it. Have him get—he shows his passion and energy. Let him do something crazy. Uh, Cleveland, you on Tone side or my side here? Which brother are you going to lean with? Oh, I'm rolling with Tones.
1: Uh- <laughs>
0: oh, Jesus. <laughs> I think this is one of
1: those, um, do you really care who wins? Um, I don't know too much about some of them, but I know Brian Cage, he's like a meathead. He's all jacked up. Um, I heard the name Darby Allen before, but I can't picture him what he looks like, but he sounds weak. Um, <laughs> the only intriguing thing about this match is the street fight because I like that AEW is um, mature 14. So you probably do see a little blood in it and that, but no, I don't think I'm interested in this pay-per-view at all. Or this match, to be honest.
0: Well, Stephanie Tanner says in Full House, how rude. Uh, and we're going to move on, though, to the main event. I've said that one before because you two, are, you know, sometimes you guys team up on me and it's really just uh. not nice. Um, <laughs> handicap match with this BS. Uh, but let's go to the main event where I can. I think we can all agree it will be a one-to-watch barbed wire title match. I brought it up earlier Moxley and Omega, but we really didn't get into it. Um so Omega won this belt from Moxley. Moxley took a couple of weeks out, then came back all pissed off. And here we are again in the main event. Again, barbed wire match. Uh Cleveland, just right back to you then to tones. Is the belt switch hands, you think, or is it stays with Kenny Omega and he's gonna go on one of these lengthy runs?
1: Uh, I think Kenny Omega will retain and I think he will go on a long run. It seems like everyone that wins the belt goes at least a hundred or more days with it. Um, They had a match similar like this um, back earlier last year, I believe where they both went through barbed wire. It was a very tough match. Um, Kenny Omega went for a four fifty splash and hit the ring where John, uh, John Martin pulled it back and it was all the wood. So, I watched the highlights for this match because I am intrigued how a ball wire match will play out. It is a very dangerous match, and you possibly could see some blood. So I'm I'm interested in that. That might be the only thing worth watching from it, but I'll give it a shot.
0: <laughs> Jones Omega Moxley, who you got, and do you like it?
2: Yeah, you know this one's decent. This one's better than the rest of the appetizers, I will say. I got Moxley. Um, it could be Omega for sure, but I think Moxley wins this one. Uh, it'll be a fun match. I'm actually looking forward to it. It's two pretty good fighters, but it'll be the best match in terms of pure wrestling on the card for sure is both of these guys are, are pretty good. So I'm looking forward to it, uh, more so than the other matches on the card. I could say that, and I'm going to go with Moxley here. And I think it'll be a good finish. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see that one and how that one ends up.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, for those of you who uh, are listening and it hasn't passed Sunday yet, don't forget No Surrender AEW. It's going to be a fun one. Um, you know, there's a lot more cards in the match. I wish we had more time to talk about it. I'm glad we were able to. Uh, fit in a good amount of healthy AEW talk but winding up on our last 10 minutes here I do want to get back to WWE because I want to get oh, I, I don't know how to do this with I hope Tones doesn't get too emotional over this Mike the Miz one of his favorite superstars um, he he knew it was going to happen Monday um, we kept getting delayed with that BS they were doing with you know, Miz leaving the ring and not wanting to fight Bobby Lashley. But as excited as Cleveland was to see it switch hands to Mister Lashley, Tones was crushed to the bone. Any thoughts on the title change for Miz? A blink of an eye, the belt is gone from him.
1: Um, before you go, Tones, I want to. I was I was happy Bobby won, but don't forget I was rooting for the Miz to win a champion for the longest. So it was it was tough to see, but it was more of a I knew The Miz wasn't going to hold it for long, but it, I am proud that Bobby won it, but I, I was not happy The Miz lost it somewhere in between.
2: Yeah, I wish it would have happened differently. Uh, if anything, like, give The Miz the belt at least until fast lane and then have Lashley win it on a grand stage. I don't really get why they had him win it on a Monday night. I, I do like the switch hands of a title on a Monday night. It adds a little... Drama and um, you know surprise to things for sure. But if people you know see Bobby Lashley, which he is one of these lifelong WWE guys who deserved the shot, which he did, they should have gave it to him on a bigger stage on Monday Night Raw, in my opinion. And I, I just feel for the Miz. It's it's really crushing because this is a guy who does the most or, you know, a lot of face recognition for the company while actively wrestling. Being in the company, he's not one of these Hollywood guys. I won't name names, but he changes colors more than a rainbow. Um, You know, he doesn't fade away. He doesn't come back. He doesn't fade away. He doesn't come back. He doesn't fade away. He doesn't come back. No, the Miz has his own USA Network show. The Miz, you know, plays in celebrity softball games for the All-Stars for baseball. He does movies and tv shows other than his own and he stays around in wrestling they give the guy the belt for a cup of coffee i think that was a little disrespectful
0: and i i uh, actually i don't know if you guys saw this because i mean we were all pretty busy today i tagged you guys in what bobby lashley's comments on the Miz was and i just wanted to read them really quick here because i think this statement holds a lot and and uh, it really opened up my eyes when i read it today again this is bobby lashley and mike the Miz. No one is better at it, and he's everything about it. I mean, there were some parts where we had to have a little extra time. Miz just grabbed the mic, and he just starts going. He just playing into the character so much, and he gets it. And that's why he's so successful. And they asked me in an interview last week, they were like, you know some people have doubts about the Miz being the championship, this and that, and others. Well, if they don't like the Miz, they're probably jealous. If you read any of the reports online, I think Miz just bought a six to $7 million house. Marcy is gorgeous. He has a great family. He has a reality show, a game show. He's doing movies. He's the only two-time triple crowner. I'll take any of those. If you don't like Miz, you have a little bit of jealousy in you. I'm a fan of the Miz. I mean, that's a bold statement right there. And um, I love the Miz, too. Uh, Sometimes it takes me a while to have these guys grow. Uh, Tones usually likes the guy a while, and I say I hate him, like KO as well. And then they eventually grow on me. I think it just takes a little longer with these heels for me, but uh, kudos to the Miz. And I do think they could have waited it out till fast lane and just had a triple threat between Bobby, him and Drew, but maybe we get that anyways. Um, we don't know if Miz is completely out of the picture. People seem to push him aside very quickly, but I'll be interested to see on raw with the storyline and how they do that um, there. Uh as we all know this is another um great night in cleveland me to this point so far we've talked a lot of things we talked uh raw and smackdown at the beginning in a little fast lane then AEW heavy and now we are kind of going down the road of talking about the wwe title change into uh great competitors and Lashley and miz really quick this is just a joey's random thought of the night i haven't had one in a while I just want to do a little bit of sports here for a couple minutes because we kind of skipped uh, sports for a while with football being done and, you know, the Lakers are always good and the Bulls are always eh, even though I, we, this year we're enjoying them on this side of town in Chicago. I'm going to put you guys on the spot real quick, and I don't care who starts. I want Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson prediction for their team. C- Cleveland, I'm going to start with you, and we're going to go to Tones. It, we'll just do it that way um Jason
1: Watson seems like he's not going anywhere it seems like the Texans are budging um I think the most interesting one is Russell Wilson even though Wilson says he doesn't want to leave I read a uh, report where the organization didn't like how Russell Wilson was handling or how the drama surrounded Russell started so maybe Russell does get traded um it would be a bad move for the Seahawks to trade a future Hall of Fame quarterback like Russell Westbrook. I mean, I'm, oh, shit, Russell Wilson. Damn. Similar <laughs> similar H- Two all pros. That's what I'm saying, all pros. Um, Russell Wilson did put Chicago Bears as one of his destinations to come play and the Cowboys. Now, we wouldn't have a problem coming to the Cowboys. But I think if we were really thinking about who was probably lead first, I think Russell will. I think the Texans will try to play hardball with Deshaun and try to make him come back or find him.
0: I think uh, that's what I think that's going to do with Deshaun. So, Russell. So, you know, okay, there we got it. Tones. He's got Watson staying, and he, he's more intrigued now by the Wilson noise. Are you on that same bandwagon or are you going somewhere else?
2: I do like Cleve's prediction of perhaps Watson staying as obviously their head coach wants him badly as anyone would. Their new GM wants to keep him as anyone would. The problem is the guy's already packed his bags and he's looking for the Uber, right? He's in his driveway right now looking for the Uber. So it's really just a matter if Coley is going to be able to call that Uber off or not. I don't really see it happening in the direction the Texans roster is built with their draft picks. And I don't really think – here's the thing. They should not get rid of Deshaun, but they have to right now because he doesn't want to be there. They can't provide a good team around him because they traded all their damn draft picks and they don't have crap worth the cap space. They're just in a bad mess right now. Trade him, get your high plethora of picks – Uh, You could get a lot of picks for him. Honestly, I'd kind of, you know, if I'm Seahawks or Texans, I want to go first because you set the market then, you set the tone. I want to be the first to get rid of my quarterback. I don't want to miss out because once one of them is gone, that's one less team that needs a QB out there. You might as well get maximum value for them. Uh, I don't think, if anything, I think Russ stays in Seattle uh, more so than Deshaun staying in Houston, but I think both of them ultimately end up leaving. Whether Russ stays one more season and departs, I think he's gone within a year, and I think Watson is gone imminently. It's a matter of if uh, not. It's a matter of when,
0: not if. Yeah, and you know, I'm going to kind of agree with that, but in terms of the sense that you know, Watson, I do think is too far out the door by now. Is it interesting to see this thing progress? Yes, but these things could take time. Not You don't get a Matthew Safford trade every day like we got early on um, or a Carson Wentz. You know, the, those things blew up in our face right away. Um, but staying on these two guys, I do think Watson does move, and that's just going to be a haul. I mean, if Safford got a couple of picks in golf, you can only imagine how it's going to work out for Watson. Now I was going to say a 0% chance for Russell Wilson leaving Seattle, but I do find it interesting. The points Cleveland brought up when he said there was a report that they're now frustrated a little bit Seattle and they're kind of, you know, taking the calls. So just to hear the words, taking calls that, you know, they're listening. So everybody has a price. Um, Russell Wilson is, the thing is this, Russell Wilson's 32, Watson's a hell of a lot younger. I think he's, what, 24? Uh, Someone could correct me if I'm wrong there, but um, Russell is 32 years old. Obviously, any team would be blessed to have him. He still probably has, you know, I could see him retiring kind of early, but at least three to five years of playing great ball left. Uh, So, it's to be seen. If I had to go, I'm still saying Watson leaves, Wilson stays, but I won't be shocked with anything that happens on those two guys. I, it was good. You know, I just wanted to get a little bit of sports talk in there. We're heading up on the last few minutes of Cleveland Me. Again, we're having T- Tones, my brother, on, great friend of Cleveland's, Tricky Tones, BGTE underscroll on Twitter, and also at Bucketeers for the podcast and at Cardboard and Cracker Jacks. Fellas, it's been great. We've hit on a lot of subjects. Uh, you know, we're going to do closing statements in a minute, but anybody have anything they just want to wrestling-wise, sports-wise, anybody got anything before uh, we head on to closing statements?
1: Um, Myron, your Giants suck.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> just a random ass comment.
1: Uh, it's been a while since I said that, so I hope he hears and realizes Giants suck. They should trade for one of them quarterbacks. Um. I've seen that release, Golden Tate. Like, that was going to change anything, but.
0: man (laughs) Man, (laughs) NFC East trash talking. Tones, anything anything before closing statements?
2: Yeah, Golden Tate's still uh, trying to scrap with Jalen Ramsey after Ramsey uh, used his sister, but no, for real. Oh, um, my no i mean it, it's a story i feel I, bad. Know, no,
0: I, know, I, I feel know.
2: bad for Golden Tate and his family <laughs> Ramsey used his sister you know it's it's'
0: it a, condolences
2: it's a disturbing story, but nonetheless uh thanks for having me, Myron, your team is pretty bad um but you know, not outlaw bad. No, just kidding. Oh um, my
0: God, he is. Maybe
2: I should stop talking. I had a great time. Uh, <laughs> I look forward to my next appearance. I look forward to uh, chatting and I, I I love it, man. It's it's always a fun time. Uh, yeah, elimination cha- or no, fast lane. I'm sorry. I have a cool new shirt to debut. Um, so I'm looking forward to that for fast lane. <laughs>
0: And it is a good one, and so do I. And also, we'll have Cleveland Me shirts here soon, too. And you know what? This just popped off the top of my head. I had a few places to go, but I'm going to keep it on this. Don't forget YouTube uh, video will be out February 21st before Fastlane. Lane will be doing that. And we'll all have new shirts on, whether it be Cleveland Me shirts or not. But here it ends with this, folks. If you listen to tonight's episode and you have a Twitter account, you have the opportunity to win a Cleveland Me shirt. You must listen to the show, then go onto our Twitter account, and you have to do one of two things. Either you have to give Tricky Tones BGT underscore a follow, or follow the Bucketeers at Bucketeers. Hey. So if you're following Cleveland Me and you're listening to the show, and you give one of Tones' followings a simple follow, which is worth it and it's one click away, you get a free Cleveland Me shirt. So that all happens. You get a free shirt. Some of you knuckleheads get a little lazy on me, but don't pass up on free opportunities. Cleveland, uh, sister, once again, a shout-out there for the amazing shirt. I can't wait for Cleveland to get that package in the mail. But that being said, thank you, Tones. And from Cleve to me, we say God bless Wow, do I hear some JBL?
2: (laughs) JBL.
0: (laughs) God bless and good night.